0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Who's going to do the cold opener?
3: Okay, well, it's been a while, so, you know, don't hold it against me. Welcome to the World of Martial Arts podcast. I'm here with my co-hosts, Kurt and Mick. And we're about a week past the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight, uh, which happened in Atlanta on the 17th of April. Uh, It finished pretty quickly with Jake Paul winning by KO in about, I think it was one minute 59, like very, very quick. Um, Did you guys see the
1: fights? What did you think to that particular match? Two minutes, couldn't call it a match. Uh, What I did actually like was, well, I've had to totally change the way that I look at Ben Askren because I thought he was an absolute douchebag, but he, he played a blinder. He rocked up, took his shirt off, total dad bod, hadn't done any training whatsoever. And you're looking at it and you're going, this guy has turned up for the half a million dollar payday or whatever it was that he got. All I do know is the same weekend, what he got for losing in two minutes, the main eventers at the UFC didn't get combined. So that, first of all, gives you an idea of you know, where we can go with this whole thing. Uh, the fight was ridiculous. Um, it wasn't really a fight at all. The one thing you've got to give Jake Paul is, is you guys are a lot younger than me. But I'm an old far. I had absolutely no idea that the reach, as they say, that these influencers have. Like, it literally is. I like, swear to God, it is like they're you know looking behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. And you're like so these guys can sell two minutes of banal and awful fighting a great build-up don't get me wrong the build-up was amazing it's not watching a soap opera but the fight itself was ridiculous askering didn't even try jake paul didn't look that good he dropped to his knees like he literally i thought it was rocky six when he dropped dropped to his knees after winning it and then obviously, fair play, he dedicated to, to his bodyguard who passed away and everything. And I don't really think the kid's an absolute douchebag. Um, for somebody who doesn't really have much talent, but just has applied himself, which is probably the most martial arts thing about it all, is didn't have much talent, but applied himself. And guess what? Payday. So like, all I know is I do believe that combat sports has finished now we are a new era of, of combat sports because it is literally the, the lines are blurred between sports entertainment and what fighting is now.
2: I'd like to put a pin in the, like to, to circle back to what you were just starting to get into there, which is what the hell is happening with combat sports today. My response to this whole fight really was going to be to ask you a question, Nathan and Mick, you already just brought it up. Um, because Nathan, you've talked in the, a lot of in the past or you've referenced um like the, the reach and the numbers for fights, right? And you'll talk, I think, especially when we talk about celebrity boxing in the past and about um, these, This uh, these are two guys, right? Two brothers. Yeah, Jake and Logan. Yeah. I keep forgetting there's two of them. Okay. Cause one of them's gonna fight Mayweather. Yeah, it's
3: the other brother. Logan's gonna fight Mayweather.
2: The, okay. The, and the one who can, I think looks maybe less athletic, which is surprising to me. Cause I just, I, I, I don't know one from the other much about him. But you always point out very well that a lot of this comes down to dollars and cents. And I'm always looking at it as a fan and as a nerd, right? And I don't have much experience or exposure to the back end of these things.
3: As a nerd, you know boxing history.
2: Sure. So boxing history has not exactly always been Right. (laughs) Ultimate champions. Right, exactly. That's a good point. Um, But I was wondering if for context, if you and Mick, if you guys could provide maybe some details that you know about as far as like, like, I just don't understand why they would want to continue. Why Mayweather? I I know he's he doesn't mind fighting for a paycheck. I mean, he's he's an incredibly paid athlete throughout history. But why boxing as a whole? Like, okay, sorry, I know I'm stammering, but it's going to come down to this. Sorry, (laughs) maybe you can edit to this. Mick, you've pointed out that the main event combined didn't have the same amount of money as this match and I cannot wrap my head around that I don't understand that And I was wondering if either of you can shed light on how the hell that happens
3: I don't think that's actually true but it depends it depends what it really depends on what Jake got paid so Jake's base pay according to the athletic commission was $690,000 now so that's just his wage for just turning up and doing the fight now, what it comes down okay. to is what he got from the pay per views. And I have no idea, and no one knows. Now, he's claiming 65 million, which is absolutely outrageous. And I don't believe for a second that's how much he made from it. Not even close. Now, it had 1.3 million pay per view buys, which is probably similar to the UFC. Um, but I know, I mean, the thing is, like, Usman made quite a bit. Usman made about 1.3 million from his fight. Um, the I think that Rose got um, 310 thousand um so it really depends on what jake actually made and we don't know
1: the first thing after jake paul won that fight the first thing snoop Doggy dog started shouting was dana white where's my mofo in money where's my mofo and what he'd done was he'd done a bet for a million dollars straight win or lose jake paul was gonna knock him out and you know that's where it all is like Mm. it's a it's a mad settle now a friend I just saw like two friends of mine talking on Facebook with each other about being part owners of the UFC and they were like well technically I'm a part owner of the UFC now because it's been floating mm-hmm. and they've bought shares in it and they go come and see me for matchups. and immediately I'm looking at it and I'm going shit if I missed the boat here I should be buying some shares in the UFC right. but it's, it right. literally is it's like we're into a different era now where people are personally invested in fights regardless of if it's mma celebrity boxing ironically the one thing right. that people i'm getting into is legitimate boxing because legitimate boxing is literally i'm looking at it from the outside going no well we're gonna stick with this because we're not gonna sell out mm-hmm. and you're like but but guys you're not really selling out you're losing out yeah. you could be making a shitload of money here frank warren will be in there in a heartbeat as soon as he realizes box it like you actually think don king would not be in the middle of all of this but <laughs> like, don king's raging right now that he isn't in part of this you know what i mean well
3: it's weird like you mentioned what legitimate boxing? okay so primo canera primo was um kind of like a, a mob champion you know he was put there by the mob a lot of his fights were fixed so that's you wouldn't say that's really is that legitimate and that was a heavyweight champion in the world and then also you look at guys coming up and you know you know any boxer who's going to be even a slight prospect he's going to get given bum after bum after bum after bum after bum, after bum. they're going to get given experience they're going to get you know how many times have we seen these guys come up who look half decent and they're just beating nobodies in the first round not getting much experience in well you know if jake paul was a prospect he'd be getting easy fights as well um, and yeah, he fought someone you know in Ben Askren who has fought before. Yeah, okay, it's an overweight, retired, post hip surgery wrestler. <laughs> um, but you would be get you would be seeing you know an up and coming pro fighting people that they would be in the first round. They just wouldn't be getting paid millions and put on the top of the bill. But then, if he's actually selling 1.3 million pay per views, if that's true, then he should be top of the bill because <laughs> that's that's what someone would do in the UFC. A champion would do in the UFC. So it's a hard one to say what's legitimate because people would be put in these situations, fake champions, easy fights. This is part of boxing. yeah. And anyone who could sell tickets would be put at the top of a card. I mean, we've seen that in MMA, I'm sure, plenty of times. The guy who can sell the ticket is given the, the, sort of the top. Um, Personally, yeah, obviously, I'm not a massive fan. I think people do underestimate him a little bit. Yeah, He had a, an MMA match with um, AJ. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, Jake Paul did. And the thing is, yeah, okay, he gets schooled. But the moment AJ shoots on Jake Paul and he resists a bit, you see how ridiculously strong he is. Like he's he's clearly an incredibly strong, athletic young guy. Um, and I think people do underestimate what kind of, how much of a basically just a jock athlete he is. Uh, yeah, not a great boxer. You know, he, he took out someone in a couple of minutes who's got the worst striking in MMA history. The guy just took a payday. But I don't think it, I mean, part of it really hurts to say it, but... What is legitimate boxing? Is it any less legitimate than some of the crap I've seen in the ring before where people have been given easy fights? I don't know. I don't know.
2: Today is a weird day because you just kind of made me a believer in this. <laughs> that is not what I anticipated. But honestly, thats I'm so glad that I asked. This is kind of the information and like the context I was wanting to get is to wrap my head around. First of all, my big blank spot is that I always just flat out forget about pay-per-view numbers, as stupid as that sounds. But I'm, that's kind of what I mean about being like the martial art nerd or the boxing nerd about it, is I'm just focused on like, oh, these two styles of boxers matching up and forget that there's this massive enterprise around it. So that all makes sense. Of course, the pay-per-view numbers for what Mick, it seems like you're describing as being this personality driven thing now. You know what I mean? Like that's the way of the future. And even... I don't know, Netflix itself has a different kind of personality, a different kind of uh, vibe around it than Blockbuster did and everything before it. So that actually makes sense. Um, and you're right. At, at anybody coming up, if, if they're going to be somebody, they're probably going to get fed a bunch of tomato cans, right? They're just going to be fed just a bunch of goofballs or, 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 or some guys that are, that are maybe legitimate. but. Well, I've, seen, I've seen guys like that who can sell 200 tickets
3: <clears> to a show They get given like the guy who's not even from a gym. He's an independent, and he beats him. And that's a guy can sell a a couple of hundred tickets max, maybe even sell a hundred tickets. We're talking about a guy who's selling over a million pay per views here.
2: Yeah, it's what it would be here. It'd be like some guy who sold a a bunch of tickets to all of his cousins, and then me going in there and him just beating the hell out of me and being like, "Hey, you know, like that's it." If if we both could make generate millions of dollars in the process good God why wouldn't we because if if he's really trying to get after it then that's that's kind of cool it's I don't assume that Jake is really trying to do this legitimately because otherwise he'd be going through the legitimate channel but the idea that well what the hell if you can make a million dollars or millions of dollars in the process why wouldn't you? that makes sense. It leaves me same. I think is a little bit as what you're saying, Nathan, it leaves me a little disappointed or it leaves that bad taste in my mouth because it always bothers me that there's all these other young guys who don't have a choice. That's the only process they have available to them. The only thing if they have access at all is that, you know, coming from the bottom up thing. And because he's, it looks insanely strong. He's in great shape, but because he's you know, some YouTube athlete or whatever, he gets to start at the top. You know, we've got one of these two fighting Mayweather now. That's as high as you can start.
1: Well, you see, this is this is crazy thing. My son Max was telling me, he Jake Paul has a hit list of people that he wants to fight. And Conor McGregor is one
2: of them. He just wants to get close to him. I don't buy it.
1: He wants to get
3: close to that money.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that, well that's, yeah. You, you This is like, this is what it all boils down to now, guys. Um, this is just yet another era of boxing, of combat sports. Uh, ironically, or you know, quite <laughs> it, it, it's quite telling that it's the literal. I think the epitome of the they, you know, they say it in professional wrestling: it's breaking kayfabe is a huge thing, but going into business for yourself in the ring was like the worst thing you could ever do. So it's that whole beating the shit out of a guy legitimately in front of a load of people where you built this narrative behind it this guy can't get you, yeah? So now what you've got is you've got these guys who are going into business for themselves. And I think it's the logical conclusion of, um, you know, athletes taking control of themselves because the only people that seem to be pissed off about it are promoters. Because I, like, you know, Jake Paul, who does he need behind him? I don't know who promotes yeah. him. I think Jake Paul promotes Jake Paul. I think Conor McGregor promotes. I remember Conor McGregor. He, it was where it was that realization, you know, where Neo is like there is no spoon in the Matrix. Yeah, mm-hmm. Conor McGregor was. He was live streaming himself, going up and down the strip in Vegas with Dana White. He like Dana White had literally said kid, this is all going to be yours. This is going to be yours. And he's doing this Facebook live thing or YouTube live, uh, YouTube thing. And you can see Connie, cause he just glint in his eye going, why do I need you now? And it's that moment where it's like, <laughs> I don't need you. But, and, and like, this is what like, we're living proof of this now. You know, We are four different personalities on screen right now, brought connected and we can throw this out in what? Six hours. And the information is out there, it's edited, it's done. Uh, so you don't need to go through anyone now and that's what this whole boxing thing is now
2: by go through anyone you mean like the systems and everything that are in place that were
1: all of that is done man all of that is like oh well we need to speak to the promoter you know we've all been there we've all had to deal with some level of bureaucracy in the past to get anything done you know what it's like they think you want to get you want to get change of use for your gym right how many times you have to go through it and they go but why why don't i just go boom and do this and now these guys are proving it because jake paul's like yeah okay you know like who's jake paul gonna fight next the winter soldier you know what i mean i'd watch that it's it's
3: interesting what you say when you brought up professional wrestling maybe this is these these shows are well considering it's like snoop dogg doing commentary and it's tied to an app and all that kind of stuff Mm. maybe it's more close to pro wrestling than it is to boxing I don't know. Like, it seems to have like the storylines and the, all that kind of stuff more so than the actual, their actual sporting history. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is closer to that. It, it's, it's
2: like the, the birth of a new format?
3: Possibly a little bit. I mean, we're in, it's weird. There was a, it always stuck with me. About five years ago, I was in a doctor's office and there was a, a magazine. You know, you pick one of those magazines up and you flick through it. And there was an image and on the front it had um, Donald Trump, Conor McGregor um Kanye West um I think it probably had Logan Paul or someone like that, all these people and I can't remember the exact title but it was basically it's the era of the dickhead right it was like it's basically it's like we're in the era of the brash person who makes loads of claims can't back it up um it just talks about themselves talks about money talks about this and it was like oh we're in the era of that I'm not sure we've never not been in the era of that but with like, like Mick said the the chance of You know, self-promoting yourself now you can go straight in there's no gatekeepers to go to like you know the mainstream media you can just put stuff out which is exactly what the you know logan paul and his brother have done they've gone straight to to the source gone straight out got got their own audience um they don't need people to kind of stop them um i mean i think some you know some of these people would have been kept away from tv would have been kept away from stuff because it but now they can just you know i mean again with trump as well i guess with twitter and things like that that these some of these people can just get an audience directly and whether we like it or not some people do seem to like it i don't know
2: i mean the idea of this thing being personality driven then that's just like you were saying with netflix mick i'm gonna keep kind of coming back to that in my head that's where we see everything going now Is personality driven. Even story writing for television has changed and improved Mm -hmm. because you have so many of these, you know, whether it's The Wire or Game of Thrones or, you know, the first one that I saw that was like this was Sons of Anarchy, where they're very character driven. And you're like, this is a different kind of show writing, right? So, so many things where we're used to seeing, um, whether it's Mick Tully, we're used to seeing people on social media where we're following people, we're not necessarily following your business, Mick. Like I, I will follow your business and I do, and I'm always impressed by the videos There's something cathartic to watching them. You're a talented dude, but that's not the thing that we're engaging with, right? We're engaging with Mick and that's what we're seeing, I guess, echo in every other thing. I was saying in the middle of the quarantine, it hit me, we're going to hit a point where we just start subscribing to people cutting out that network or that structure means we no longer would need instagram facebook or whatever we just have a platform where i'm just paying to subscribe to mick because this is everything he does
3: someone's literally if doing so- that right now and it's uh, there's dodge which seems to be a little bit of a uh it's it's, it's it's a weird thing in the crypto world right now there's a website Dogecoin, mm-hmm. where the creating profiles for famous people okay. and then you like buy coin and then kind of like subscribe to each person and saying oh i give a little bit to them because but the thing is obviously they're actually stealing people's profiles sure. they'll put elon musk on
2: there but elon Musk not got actually well anything and to do with patreon it. is playing in that space um hell only fans is playing in that space you know what i mean there's there's people on there that are doing yeah, like but- straight lace work and not just like 18 over content which i can't imagine why you would t- do that but um, but you know all these different sites that's the point you're subscribing to the individual and so i guess if you're really into jake paul and you literally or figuratively subscribe to that guy as an individual and then you're going to find out jake paul's about to go fight somebody that might be sort of famous yeah you're going to want to watch that because that's what you're into you're maybe not even into boxing you're just into watching jake paul fight
1: you've just hit on something there it's like as we were talking, kept thing, the, the, the one phrase that keeps coming to me is that you're emotionally invested.
2: Yeah, right.
1: And you really are, because it's almost like, like, I know this is like an episode of Black Mirror level shit that we're getting into here now, but it's that whole thing where it's like, um, I know people that think that they, they have a relationship with somebody they see on YouTube sure. more than they have a relationship with somebody that they know in the real world. And yeah. you know, it's like with, with Jake with Jake Paul and Logan Paul, again, like I I was doing the stand-up bit and I'm still working on it now because I started off with a, a girl called Jade Goody. She's passed away now, but she was like the first gatekeeper of We Will Celebrate Mediocrity. And then I was watching her and going, but like she can't like she can't even speak English. You know, what's going on with this woman? But the problem was because she appealed to so many other mediocre individuals, they jumped on it. So I've got this theory now that everybody who like, there's a literally legion of douchebags who dress like Jake Paul, who have that ridiculous haircut like him, those awful tattoos, but they now like, like, he's like their alpha male. He's like, literally, it's like the church of Jake Paul. And like, you know, unfortunately, this makes me sound like an old fart, but there's way more of them than there are of us. You know what I mean? Because it's like, there's all these mediocre dudes out there and it's like, why do they watch, you know, Real Housewives of Manhattan or Real Housewives of Brooklyn or I don't know, Real Housewives of Mendota Heights in Minneapolis now, I don't know, whatever it's called. But, you know, it's like mediocrity sells. And like we've seen it because Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, I've seen better fights outside of a chip shop. Like that is the truth, but I swear to God, it was compelling to watch. Literally, it was like a car crash. You know when you're on the, you're on the motorway or the freeway and you are driving past and go, I really shouldn't look, I really shouldn't look and you go, ah, must look. It was exactly the same thing. Uh, all I do know is I think it's, I don't know if it's a new thing, I think it's just another era of what we're gonna have. You know, because right. if we look at boxing, you can clearly define some of the eras but me and Nathan were talking offline about this, but the eighties, when you look at it now, like, have you ever seen any sports go in line so much as Rocky films? So literally Rocky one, the guy is beating up like a rack of ribs, right? Mm -hmm. And then five years later, he's getting his teeth done. And of my French out beginning, you might have to get this out, right? Because it might demonetize us or whatever. But he's got a motherfucking robot butler. So <laughs> literally, within three movies, he's gone from working out at a butcher's to a robot butler. And you're like, it goes from the
3: an American <gasps> dream underdog story to excess and 80s yes, and all right. that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah,
1: Gordon Gecko, Gordon Gecko with a pair yeah. of gloves. It lit, but yeah. but it but it's the truth because it's like the seventies. If we go so if we good. go back and we look at the seventies, very Scorsese like,
2: yeah.
1: very Mean Streets sixties.
2: You know what I mean. Rocky so, one won the Oscar for a reason. You know what I mean it's like a it's a proper film and it's completely different. Yeah, when you look at Rocky four, hey, which you, starts off with the two gloves, the American and the USSR glove, and then the one explodes yeah. like that. It's hey, i tell you
1: what. Uh, guys guys if you're watching at home go back and watch raging bull and i swear to god you will come out of that like it's like a david fincher movie i don't know if you've guys gone back and watched raging bull sure. recently but it's like hmm, tell you i'm emotionally overwrought when i watch that movie. Now. <laughs> it's well mad
2: so the big thing that i've I, personally that i learned like um uh, from listening to you guys explain and the back end of this thing and having the discussion about how this thing works and what's shed a big light on it to me is I think for me, there's a difference between somebody being a boxer and somebody who's doing boxing. And I'm going to phrase it that way on purpose because you hear people say, oh, I do boxing now. And like, right, okay, that's different than somebody who tells you I'm a boxer, right? The whole thing is different. And I always think that as a martial artist, at what point do I... I watch it on the mat. Do I watch my students go from being someone who's quote unquote doing martial arts to this is their thing. They're a martial artist. Now this is, this is somehow part of them. And I also think oftentimes that transition can be toxic for people. It can be like, there's a whole lot of stuff that gets packed into that, but there's a difference. And if Jake Paul is making millions of dollars doing boxing, good for him. That doesn't necessarily mean he's in the same organizations that he's in. You know, he's fighting for the same belt order because this is its own promotion, isn't it? Right. And mm-hmm. that was something else yeah, I hadn't it's even it's considered it's was that part. Tied, it's
3: tied to an app. And yeah. people won play. the spectators won a place on the app. It's some video app called Thriller.
1: I, I truly do believe that I, I think this is just a, a, a next era. But it, it's ironic that the promoters won't be part of this. Like you know, that's you know, Don King, Eddie Hearn, guys like that don't need them anymore
3: The thing is, it's like if it's tied so much to one personality, the thing is with a promoter the fight, you know, often as you know, you've seen promoters treat people just like cattle, they come in, they'll build them up, get rid of them, you know, slaughter them, put someone else in, when it's if, if someone's promoting their own fights unless they've got a stable of people themselves to come up behind them, they're building up and maybe using some of their um you know like attention to and and shedding it onto them and then building them up it'll die when they stop it will be dead so you know they'll come those, those kind of promotions will come and go and they might just disappear and then the big ones will come back in and take the space who knows i don't know yeah i mean what what you what you need is a fighter who's a good legitimate boxer who's doing the whole jake paul conor mcgregor thing Oh, that's what it will yeah. be there'll be another one like that that's what will happen and because they'll hit both pockets they'll get both right that's
2: interesting yeah
1: but yeah the, the, the only thing the only thing the only thing is it's like canelo alvarez triple g or lomachenko i i don't mm. see anyone else yeah i'm keeping an eye out because i really want to see the next matrix guy
2: that's interesting though mm. yeah i mean because those guys are so talented but there's no like there's no self-promotion is that why, like, do you have to sacrifice some talent or something or if you're going to put that much mental bandwidth into self promotion? Or, I mean, obviously, Conor. Well, you
3: have a team who does it for you, yeah, right? I, I mean, I'm guessing right. a lot of these famous influencers and stuff, That's there's true. people doing most of That's it for true. them, you know? Yeah,
1: but the, the other one as well is like, uh, you know, guys, without making us all sound like old farts, I don't know if world's recording. Yeah, too late. That. Yeah, with, yeah, without sounding like old farts, you got to remember, a lot of this is still pretty new to us, but we're talking about guys now yeah. who've grown up with this shit. You know, like, that's that's, that's they all know. Know. Yeah. It, they know.
3: They, they don't know people who are on TV shows. They don't know, you know, they know people that are YouTubers. Right. You know,
1: that's what yeah, it is. Do, do you remember the days do you remember the days when you used to go back, you'd go to school, and every single one of you had this commonality because you'd watched, not the nine o'clock news, or you'd watched something the night before, where right. it was like, now it's like, no. The, like, the only thing that I've seen how is, like, literally, Line of Duty is the only, like, it's a bit of a throwback because people are like, but man I've got to see this at nine o'clock you know what I mean he like he's been really smart because he's tapped into this this site right nine o'clock Sunday night everyone will want to watch this and it's like he's got the, the episodic TV thing going on but he's also got it's like event TV again which you yeah, know we, we've lost event TV because it's like oh no I'll watch it when I want to watch it and like and the thing the thing is I've been studying this because it's quite a phenomenon I think it, like Nathan, you won't go. I know you will not go on Facebook if there's been UFC because you don't want the spoiler alert, right? Because yeah, it no, no,
3: the opposite. I'm the one person who does not care about spoilers ah. at all. Like, I, I'm i not bothered in the slightest about knowing the results. I won't, I, won't, I
1: won't go, I won't go nowhere. I won't go near anywhere near for any social media when line of duty, if I haven't seen it. Because I swear to God, the last thing, <laughs> like, Kurt, you got to watch his show, man. It's, 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 like t- that
2: with, um, Game 24 of on a Cobra
1: budget. Kai. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, Kurt, Cobra Kai might- drove me nuts because so many, some of you people listening too, I'm sure are guilty of it. Because Cobra Kai was one where, like, we're all in this together. This is our show. Stop spoiling it. You know, some of us are busy. We haven't watched it yet. <laughs> people just be putting <laughs> everything out.
3: What do you mean, people listening? This is not going out this bit. <laughs>
1: <Jesus Christ. laughs> right then. Uh, who's who's mick talking about watching nine o'clock
3: yeah yeah we're done with that (laughs) no on the contrary though but i was just
2: gonna say i mean that it's i i almost disagree in the sense that like i think that's a really 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 important point i think the thing you're saying about the generational difference is specifically what i'm trying to wrap my head around Everything that you guys just explained to me, the overarching thing is if my 21 year old nephew was sitting here right now, he'd be like, What the hell are you on about? What are you even talking about? They're boxing each other. And I'm like, Well, that's not boxing. He's like, They're boxing. So it's boxing. Like that would be the because for me, I'm conceptualizing boxing as this, it has its own universe its own ethos around it, it has this history, it has this culture, it has these standards, it has these organizations and these famous people and its own hall of fame and all this different kind of stuff. And I think if you're 16, if you're 20 right now, things don't look that way. We, we don't have the same kind of institutions anymore that we used to have because the internet has made everything so evenly available and distributed, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea of like, going well me thinking how come he gets a shot he's not even a boxer and somebody else going yeah he is and he's about to box that guy like, well yeah but it's different it's not anymore you know it's just not different. And he can sell more pay-per-views than nearly yeah. any other boxer right right exactly so it's just it's it's there everything is kind of enmeshed right and again personality driven in that way so people aren't going there to watch the art or the sport or the science of boxing they're going there to watch those two people box and sometimes with boxing, that's certainly what it is. But I feel like usually it, it's, it's going to at least include the other part, right? You know, if you're going to watch Canelo fight somebody, it's, you, it's not because you really like him. It's because you want to watch him do his thing. You know, he's a magician when he's in there, and it's fun to watch that. As opposed to, you know, well, I've been watching this guy since... He was young and now he's still on here. And, uh, you know, the people have a crush on him or something. So they want to go watch him take a shirt off and fight a dude. I don't, maybe that's too personal. You get what I mean. (laughs) Maybe there is a bit of survivor
3: bias of information that carries on through history. So we look back and you might go, yeah, but like that year, there was this great boxing bout with Roberto Duran or something. Yeah, there was probably also... Twenty thousand mismatches yeah like but no one remembers any of those like or saw any of those or whatever like the majority of fights were probably crap and mismatches like but you remember the great fights and you look through history and that's what you see and you go oh that's what boxing is and i don't know i don't know i'm not sure how i feel about it but it's one of the things though like with um you know i'm a massive film fan and one of the things I, I see people reviewing films sometimes and i see like some guy reviewing a kid's film and saying how terrible it is <laughs> and sometimes you gotta sometimes you got actually you got you got to remember not everything is for right. you like right. and just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good you know i might not want to watch jake paul fight is but it's not for me is mm-hmm. it it's for the people who watch it go on his youtube yeah, channel right um yeah. i can have an opinion on that but it's not designed for me so why would i like yeah. it yeah great, great yeah. point no.
1: Nathan, you hit nail on the head, it's like when you go back and watch Star Wars as a grown man, especially again, I'm a little bit older than you guys, so I remember VHS being a thing, and I remember how amazing it was to be able to get a film on tape and watch it when you wanted to watch it, and it wasn't cinema, and it wasn't edited on BBC or ITV with the adverts, and I remember going back and watching it, and I remember but Star Wars 1, I was like hokey start Empire, I was like, fuck, man, this is amazing. Empire, uh, Return of the Jedi, I was like, how did I forget about those annoying Ewoks? And it was like, and it's that point where it's like, people started a religion? Oh, I'm a Jedi. And I remember guys saying, I'm a Jedi. Oh, I'm really cool. And then you look back at those movies and go, oh, man, it's awful. And it was like, it's like Nathan said, it goes, sometimes there is a little bit survivor bias there. You look back at it, you go, yeah, it's great. So, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, To summing it up on the old uh, Jake Paul scenario, it's like, it ain't for me, but it must be for someone. Because those pay-per-views are numbers, man. Yeah, there's no joking aside there.
2: Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sport Social
0: Podcast Network.